And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up On Blast Raps Post Game Show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue, in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew, and as a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Wrap it up fans, what is really, really, really good? Your Toronto Raptors are winners yet again as they complete their schedule in the bubble. Their restart schedule, you know, the finishing of the regular season. At 7-1. That's big. That's massive. That's huge. I mean, if you were a Raptor fan and you were paying attention to what was going on heading in and you looked ahead at their schedule and you saw some of the teams that were there, 7-1 and one was massive. I remember personally looking at this and thinking if they went 4-4, four and four, I'd be like, damn, that's pretty good. But 7-1? and one? You got to give this team a lot of credit. And as you continue to give this team a lot of credit, I mean, it's from the organization, the top of the organization down. That's just what it's got to be because what these guys have accomplished in terms of coming into this bubble and making sure that, hey, we're a team to be messed with. We're still here with championship aspirations, but also in the theme where you notice that most teams come out and they decided that they're going to rest people, the Toronto Raptors have found a way to maintain and show that, hey, no matter who's in the lineup for us, no matter who's doing the work for us, it doesn't matter. They're coming into the game and they're going to be putting in work. Seven and one record is nothing to, to like, you know, just brush off. You got the Suns. You obviously know they went undefeated in the bubble and still didn't even make it into the playoffs. But when you look at a team from the Raptors perspective where seeding could have been a thing, but it wasn't realistic that the seating was going to change. But you look at their schedule again, and I keep bringing this up because I think this is super important to remember. Okay. Take a look at the Raptors schedule coming into this bubble. So they had the Los Angeles Lakers slap them up 107 92. Then they faced the heat, a solid win. The heat made it look closer than it was, but still 107 103 Raptors win. Then they play against the magic slap them up. 109.99. They played the Celtics. They had one bad shooting game. I'm not going to read into that, but we'll get to that a little later on. But they lose to the Celtics to get blown out by the Celtics. 122 to 100. Bound to have one bad game in the bubble? Sure. I'm not going to be too mad at that. Look at the Grizzlies game. 108.99. We'll call that another slap up. <laughs> then he faced the Sixers. 125-121. That was a weird game. That was straight bench mob doing work. But that game and this game today against the Nuggets. So the Sixers game you win, 125-121. And then this game against the Nuggets, 117-109. The reason to me why those two wins are, are much more important than people might realize is because it's showing just the level of where this organization is right now. I keep bringing this up. We keep showing the stat about five years in a row, the Toronto Raptors have won at least 50 games. And yeah, that's cool. 
But before that, they won 49 and 48 games, respectively. So how much worse of a season is that, right? I say that to say this. Seven straight years of sustainable success during the regular season is something to be proud of. Especially when you think of where this Toronto Raptors organization has been. Especially when you, as Raptors fans, have think about some of the teams and players that over the years we try to talk ourselves into believing maybe they could win a round. And instead, you've gone the other way to where regular season success is just expected now. And why these last two games are important is because you saw the bench do it. You saw the fact that the fundamentals, the foundation that was built, but again, by Masai and Dwayne Casey, I'm always going to big up Dwayne Casey for changing the culture of this team. That pound the rock shit might have sounded corny, but it's real when you think about how this team plays. But seven years ago, when they built that culture and said, we're going to come out and we're going to bring it on the defensive end, night in, night out, we're going to bring the intensity, and if there's one thing you're going to know when you play the Toronto Raptors, it's going to be that you are going to be in for a fight because they're going to bring effort, they're going to bring heart, they're going to come out night in, night out, and they're going to play defense. And when you do that in the NBA, I know this sounds crazy, but when you do that in the NBA, it doesn't happen that often. It doesn't happen that consistently often in the NBA with a lot of different teams. We talk about schedule losses all the time, but this is just a thing where night in, night out, it's going to be tough for you to try to blow up the Raptors just based off the schedule. Their defense is going to keep them in multiple games. And when you see that and you remove a team's full starting lineup and the bench guys are coming in and playing at the same level of intensity, that's when you got to take a step back and just applaud the man, the myth, the legend that is Masai, the god Ujiri, for the work that he's done. Seven straight years of sustained success in the regular season. And you look at this season, obviously there's there was a restart. So you didn't play the full 82-game schedule. But nonetheless, the Raptors finished this regular season with a 53-19 record. That is the best winning percentage in the history of the franchise for the regular season. That shows depth. And... The reason I'm emphasizing all this is because I want people to look at this season and be proud of this season for what it is. Just focus in on this season in terms of all the injuries that you had to deal with, the man games lost, the fact that there was a massive pandemic that stopped the middle of the season and then now you're coming back to play and finish it off. There's so much that just went on in this year, roster influx, dealing with different starting lineups again and didn't matter. Nick Nurse and company held the fort down and you're off to the best season in franchise history. But the other flip side of why I bring this up is because, hey, if they played the full the full season, would they have gotten to 60 wins? Something that this franchise hasn't done, but it's kind of like a hallowed number in the NBA. Probably. They might have been able to get to 60, which would have been cool. But now at least we know there's time for that, right? which I'll get to in a sec. But the other reason why I continue to bring this up in terms of enjoying this season for what it is is because you need to stop comparing it to last season because that makes no sense. Because I remember that last regular season did not matter at all. The only thing that mattered about last year's regular season was making sure that everyone was healthy when you got to the playoffs. 
That's it. There was this thing called load management, if we forget, right? In which Kawhi Leonard missed 20 plus games. Kyle Lowry was banged up. He missed about 20 games as well. There were injuries to deal with. If you remember, JV was out for the for a bulk of the first half of the regular season. All of these things went on last year just to prove the point that we here on this pod were talking about all last season that the regular season didn't matter. So now when we get to this season, I'm urging people to just be happy with what happened with this season. You don't need to base it off of what happened last year and and take it in terms of, well, this regular season was better than last regular season, so maybe this team is just as good or if not better than last year's team. No, 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 no. That's not what this is about. This year's team is just good because this organization is good and they've spent seven years of building the franchise into what you see now. Because remember, the seven years pre-Kawhi, go back to pre-Kawhi, this team was still good. But the problem was playoff time. When you get to the playoffs, did you have the horses? Did you, forget the horses, the main horse, the big dog to say, hey, get on my back. I'm going to come out here and put up 28 and 10 while I'm hurt on one leg in the finals and win you a championship. That was the difference. So last year was about playoff success. This season is about here's where we are as a franchise where regular season success is expected. And I think that we need to take a step back and appreciate that for what it is. Last year's championship is incredible. It's amazing. Obviously, it's the best season, well, season to me in franchise history because it ended in a championship, something that I personally didn't know if I would ever see. But the man, the myth, the legend, the god, Masai Ujiri did tell us we will win in Toronto and he was right because he had the balls to go out and get Kawhi to make the difference in the postseason to show us all what is possible in this city. So now, as I wrap up just talking about what's going on with this regular season, I applaud people to please, I beg you, I urge you, just take this season for what it is and enjoy this season for the fact that you had Pascal in his first year as a max money dude have a really great breakout season or I guess follow-up season to which he made his first all-star game. That's incredible. Kyle Lowry solidifying his legacy as arguably the best player in franchise history, if not the most legendary player in franchise history. Cool. Fred Van Fleet took another step. You saw his glow up. We're seeing the glow up of Norman Powell. We're seeing the glow up of OG Ananobi. We're seeing the glow up of Nick Nurse in his second year as a head coach, being able to do the same things that he did last year in terms of mix and match his lineups on a consistent night in, night out basis. Enjoy that for what it is right now. That's all I'm saying. This is a great, great, great regular season. And don't let anything that's about to happen in the playoffs change that fact that this organization has now come to a point where you have a championship and now regular season success is expected. Because as we flip and look ahead to what's going on in the playoffs, right? We know the playoffs is a whole different ballgame. And now we can look back at last year and know that, hey, let's be honest. Last year, you've seen what it takes. Last year, you've seen how, you know, backs are against the wall. You have to go in on the road and win tough road games. Those are experiences that you could explain to Norm or you could explain to Pascal and Fred. But until they're there and they're in it and they're hearing that crowd breathing down their necks, 
you didn't really know what it was really about. So then you head into this playoff. And you got to remember a couple things here. This is all going on in the middle of a pandemic, right? So there's five months off between the time that basketball was stopped in March to now when basketball came back. And the playoffs are going to be different than any other playoffs than we've ever seen in the history of the NBA. So there's going to be a lot of things here that could happen to which before this all goes down, I'm urging people as well, don't overreact to what happens in this postseason. Take it for what it is. Enjoy the ride wherever the team gets to. Cool. It was a great season. They went through a lot. They proved to sustain success beyond the Kawhi Leonard years or year, pardon me. And now you're going to just continue and flip that into something moving forward. But let's not overreact to what happens in this bubble scenario of a playoff because this is going to be weird. There's no crowd. There's no home court advantage. And shouts to the NBA for at least trying to do something to make it seem like there's a, a home court advantage. I applaud them for their efforts because the court looks cool. The atmosphere looks cool. Having the fans show up on the, the virtual boards, that looks really cool as well. But let's be serious. We watched Kawhi walk into to Philly. Raptors down 2-1 in the series. We watched Kawhi walk into Philly in game four and say, don't worry, I got it. We watched Kawhi when it was nerve-wracking time in Game 7, and nobody else on the Toronto Raptors wanted to shoot in Game 7, especially in the fourth quarter against the Sixers. And we saw Kawhi say, don't worry, I got it. We watched the Raptors down 2-0 to the Bucks, and then come back home with everybody nervous, and Kawhi comes out in double OT and says, don't worry, guys, I got it. We watched Kawhi after the Raptors blew game two in the finals come out and, well, it got leaked to the media and we saw the video on Open Gym. Shouts to the peeps that do Open Gym because they be doing real, 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 real work. Big work. But we saw the video. It's Kawhi that said, nah, fuck it. Let's go get two in Golden State. Not just let's go get a split. So I say all that to say this. The playoffs are a different beast and i think we need to understand that this raptors team success what what was proven this regular season is that what Masai and company have been building for seven years is legit it's here it's big it's major but the reminder and the comparisons to last year just remember last season was about different goals that was about chips that was about big rings this season would we like the Raptors? Would I like the Raptors to win a ring? Because I don't want people to misconstrue what I'm saying here because it's not that I'm saying I don't think they can win the championship or I don't think that they can't get back to the finals because it's not what I'm saying. They could get back to the finals and I wouldn't be that surprised. My point is when you added Kawhi Leonard, the stakes were just upped and everything became about can you win a championship? Where I think this season, it's a little different. Win a round, win two rounds, put up a good fight. I'm not going to be mad at that. Again, I'm emphasizing this because I can feel the people coming at me in the chat already. I'm not saying that I don't think the Raptors can make it to the finals. As I've stated before this bubble started, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks, Raptors, Heat, Celtics, 
either of those teams in Philly pre-Ben Simmons injury. I wouldn't be surprised if any of those teams made it to the finals from the East just because I feel like all of those teams are really good and really well coached. But people take that the wrong way and they think that it's some hate or it's some like, oh, you don't believe in the team. And no, 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 no. What we try to do here on this pod is I'm trying to talk about I'm trying to give you my opinion. It's what I think. It's not right or wrong. It's just my opinion, or as the wise man once said, how I'm feeling at the time. But just know that I'm not going to come on and, and just be the homer and just say things that I think people want me to say so that people agree with me. That's not what it's about. I'm going to say things, and the beauty of this is I do this. Sometimes you see me here, like right now, I'm by myself, but the beauty of this is never really by myself, because right now I see the comments going crazy on Instagram, I see the comments going crazy on Twitter, I see the comments going crazy on YouTube, and that's the purpose of this show. This show is about us as Raptors fans having a place to congregate and talk about what's going on with our team that puts on for the city of Toronto your Toronto Raptors. So as mentioned, I'm going to give my opinion just like I did at the start of the year. And you guys are going to tell me why you think I'm wrong. And we're going to have a good conversation about it. And then we're going to come back after we watch the next game and do the same thing all over again. Cause that's the vibes that we try to bring on this, the wrap it up podcast. So I know I didn't really talk about the game that much. Cause I mean, what do we really want to talk about <laughs> in that game? The Raptors win, what I say, 117-109, this was a, a bench mob game at its finest. Shouts to Marc Gasol, who came out and, and gave a little bit of a run. You know, he worked up a sweat and decided that he was going to, you know, just be hitting some dimes. Marc Gasol was out here making some crazy passes. That was cool to see. Norm also came out here and gave, gave a nice effort as Norm put up some nice numbers. But this was cool to see, as I mentioned, the bench. And Stanley Johnson, I think this is kind of cool to see how this season ended for Stanley Johnson because it was a rough go for him. But I think a guy like him finally getting to figure out, oh, okay, well, this is how I can succeed with this team. It's effort on the defensive end. It's not trying to do too much offensively. And it's trusting in the offense. I started this whole pod talking about the foundations of what's been built and why these last two games are more important than some people might realize and I mention it again, it's not just about defensive intensity, but it's about your offensive mentality as well. In terms of the ball movement is just always on fuego fire. <laughs> and when that ball is humming around and the whole team is passing up good shots for great shots, that's what you love to see. And especially when it gets to the starters are on the bench cheering on the bench guys who are on the floor and you're seeing the exact same kind of offense being run in terms of the ball being swung around and you're seeing, you know, guys getting just wide open threes. And if you're Norm, you're going to hit wide open threes. If you're Matt Thomas, you're going to hit wide open threes. If you're Terrence Davis, you're going to hit wide open threes. Heck, I mentioned this, the bench in this game, Paul Watson, four of six from three, Stanley Johnson, four of eight from three. Why? Because it's the Raptors offense and that is just built from the organizational structure in terms of this is how we do things. You either fall in line and you're going to get some burns or you're not and you're going to end up on the bench. 
it's just, it was good to see the last two games. And I'm not going to go in depth and break down the game like I normally would, just because, of course, as mentioned, we know what this game was really about. But I do like to highlight some things that did look good. And Paul Watson, I don't know much about him, but the, the bit that I've seen, he looks like a serviceable NBA player. I don't know what he could turn into in the future, but it's just showing again, the Raptors being able to find guys and plug them in and they don't look out of place. My guy did not look out of place at all. Chris Boucher might not have been his best game in the bubble, but still 9-9. Nine and nine. My guy's all over the place on the glass. Four offensive rebounds, and that's what you want to see. So in terms of that, overall, when you when you look at this, the Raptors finishing 7-1. and one. That's massive. I'm stunned by that. And to, to go back to my point earlier about, hey, I say things, and I'm not saying that I'm right all the time, because definitely that's not the case, but I'm here for the conversation. At the start of this, when we were looking into the bubble, as mentioned, I said if the Raps go 4-4, four and four, I'd be happy with that. When you add in just everyone being healthy and that being the main purpose, with everybody just being able to get back into the swing of things as you head into the playoffs, I was going to be happy with the 4-4 four and four record. So you're telling me the Raptors were 7-1 and one in the bubble? Let's go. <laughs> that was fun. It was cool to see. And it just makes you excited for the playoffs. And speaking of said playoffs, we obviously now know the schedule. And just to give you guys a little notice here, so with these games being early on during the day, I won't be able to do the two shows Monday and Wednesday live right after. I'm going to do those shows later on that night, probably tentatively speaking right now, I'm going to try to do them probably at 9 p.m. That's on Monday and Wednesday. Those games, obviously the first game, game one against the Nets is Monday at 4 p.m. And game two is Wednesday at 1.30 in the afternoon. I have a day job. <laughs> so, hey, you got to use your chips wisely, let's say. So for the first two games against the Nets, hopefully Raps take care of business and I will be here. You'll get the pod a little later than normal, but you will still get your pod as we break down what goes on with the Toronto Raptors as they try now to defend their NBA championship, which is absolutely incredible. But again, we'll be here just so you guys know, podcast will still be here, just won't be right after the game. And that's for the first two games. Game three, which is Friday, we'll be back for that. Even though that game's Friday afternoon, I'll be able to do that game live. Everything will be cool. Same thing for Sunday's game four. And let's be honest, we hope this series doesn't go past four games. That's the hope. I'm assuming that's what everyone would hope. So Raps look on now to face the Brooklyn Nets. And it's kind of poetic that you're looking back at this seven-year run of the Toronto Raptors being good and they're playing the Nets. Obviously, we remember the fuck Brooklyn, Masai Ujiri. <laughs> when, when I don't know if Masai, I don't know the exact moment that Masai Ujiri got legendary status in this city, but fuck Brooklyn is definitely up there, right? Either way, the Nets, we all remember that game seven loss to the Brooklyn Nets with Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. And just think, I, it, I think so fondly of that because it was such a great moment in terms of thinking, oh, the Raptors are good again. You're watching Kyle Lowry and DeMar develop and improve year in and year out. And then you watch them, you know, 
at that point, my expectations watching the Raptors were so low. It was just prove to me that make me believe that you can win a first round series. That's all I really wanted. After all those years of watching Rafael Arujo or watching Vince quit on the team or watching uh, Joey Graham and Charlie V and, you know, I'm not even going to bag on Chris Bosh because Chris Bosh did, did work for as much as you could expect from Chris Bosh. But the point I'm trying to make is there's so many just down years for this team that by the time the Kyle and DeMar wave began, it was just so cool to see that moment again and to see them in the playoffs and think they can win a series. They're building something here. There's something going on here. And then think about the birth of Jurassic Park and what that moment was like. Think back to D. Will missing those free throws late in Game 7 because the building was rocking. All of those things are so fond and it's so special now when you think about obviously what happened last year with the Raptors winning the championship. It's just great. You're given a lifetime of memories. I'll never forget someone writing into the comments during last year's playoff run saying that uh, their son is six years old and he just thinks the Raptors be nice forever, <laughs> right? There's kids right now that just know the Raptors is being good. <laughs> That's hilarious. Meanwhile, there's a bunch of us who are, who are like scorned, right? <laughs> Lovers scorned, just tricked time and time again. Maybe this is a season Vince has figured it out and Vince is going to tough it out, right? So that's why I keep urging people to appreciate this, enjoy this for everything. And, you know, I hope the Raptors come out and win game one because <laughs> I know it sounds crazy that we got to keep saying this. But even after they lost last year's game one to DJ Augustine and the Magic, hopefully the Raptors just come out and take care of business. But I will say this, while I think the Raptors should sweep the Nets and it should be quick work, at the same time, the Nets are going to play hard. So the Raps got to come out and play properly. And if they play their game, they should be able to take care of business in four. But if you've been paying attention to the Nets in this bubble and the fact that all these guys aren't there, you're still talking about NBA players that are going to play hard. And that's what these guys are doing. And I talk about that and how much that can lead you to regular season success. Playoffs normally tends to be a lot more based on talent and the most talented team and player is going to win that round. But the Raps can't mess around with the Nets because they got great shooters they get up and down the floor and just let that bitch fly from three. So the Raps defense got to be on point. They got to be ready to defend. And they can't overlook the Nets because the reason why it's going to be so important to sweep the Nets is because in this bubble, you're basically playing every other night. And so you're going to need the rest when you can get it. So if that means you sweep them and you get a couple more days off because the next series, your next opponent is still taking part in having a, a battle in their series, you take that as a wraps. You enjoy that extra day or two rest that you're going to get because you took care of business and your next opponent did not. It's going to be so, so big. So got to hope for the sweep here, but don't sleep on the Nets. Karis LeVert is still a legit, legit, legit NBA dude. And he, if you watch the game last night against the Blazers, he's going to be ready to get busy in the playoffs. So 
OG or whoever gets that assignment, definitely going to be ready. OG dealing with knee soreness and I think surge with a knee contusion. When you hear things like that, that just backs up the point I was just making about trying your best to make sure that you can get extra days off when possible. And how do you do that? By sweeping the Brooklyn Nets. You think of that team, you got Joe Harris, who's a sharpshooter. Jared Allen's going to be all over the glass. They just got, they got professionals. And they're a team that also, if you think about how the Raptors play in terms of style and structure, there's a style of play that they have in terms of them playing hard. And that's why they didn't completely just fall off when obviously KD's out for the year. Kyrie didn't come back to play. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie didn't come back to play. And... Uh, DeAndre Jordan also not playing when you're missing four of your best players and you're still able to come out and win games in the NBA credit where credit's due and the Raps better know not to sleep on the Nets at all because it's not about the Nets beating them in the series it's about the Nets stealing a game or stealing two and you don't want to be in that situation because you want to be as fresh as possible for that next rap matchup which might be against the Boston Celtics. You're going to need all the rest you can possibly get for that series. So again, appreciate you guys tuning in. Let me get to some comments, though, before I get out. There are a lot of people here, as mentioned, in the Instagram stream. I always like to start there with my OGs on IG. And uh, Glow Girl Smile says, Stanley Johnson's confidence carrying over to this game. It's true, and it's funny what happens with a little bit of confidence, right? You get a little bit of confidence, and then all of a sudden, you know, Stanley Johnson has a little more handle that I knew that he had. Didn't even know that handle was there, but my guy was there doing work. Good thing to see, because again, he had a pretty rough season. Uh, my guy Demir checks in and says, Raps, uh, the Raps won't make the playoffs. They weren't even discussed by the U.S. media. He's talking about, you know, kind of what the U.S. was was thinking about the Raptors team heading into this season. There were a lot of pundits that didn't think they would make the playoffs or thought that they'd be battling for eighth. And yeah, that's what I think this regular season was so important because it was showing everybody, no, 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 we're sustained success here. That's what we about. Consistency. Uh, Dylan checks in and says the Raptors bench has been so dominant the past couple games they have and that's why I keep emphasizing the fact that it's the structure from the top down all the way down like because you remember Paul Watson uh Stanley Chris Boucher all those guys played minutes on 905 this year right so with that said you're playing the same style of play from 905 you're getting ingrained a certain kind of certain kind of mentality in terms of this is how you get minutes this is how you will succeed this is how you'll get to the next level plus remember these 905 guys have watched pascal do the same thing that they're trying to do they've watched fred do the same things that they're trying to do they've watched norm do the same things that they're trying to do in terms of get your reps in the g league playing a certain way trusting in the organization trusting in the development that this organization brings and good things happen. That's what I think you were seeing with the bench putting in work lately. Uh, Asmi says, we had the toughest schedule and went seven and one. 
that's a great point to to bring up. I went through the schedule earlier, and I honestly thought I'd be happy with four and four. And these guys came out and went seven and one. Big respects to that. Shouts to my guy Tata. Old dog, I see you, my dude, doing big things. I see you getting interviews on Global News and Biz. Keep doing your thing, brother. Appreciate it, old dog. Um, old dog, go check out old dog. Tata ta, ta, Hot Sauce Euporium. Check them out on Instagram. Go check that out for sure. Get you some good jerk chicken, some good beef patties. Got you covered. Got to check that out. Um, sorry, I had to shout out my guy. Hey. Sometimes I'll detour a little bit to shut up my homies. It happens. Uh, more comments here. O-Dog says, respect family. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, more comments here on Instagram. K2's Garnett says, uh, Paul Johnson, Paul Watson. He's talking about Paul Watson and, and uh, Stanley. Uh, Stanley pushing his offense a little too much. And I think we saw a bit of a change where he was doing a bit better this time around, right? Like he was he was letting the offense come to him a lot more. And I think that part was key. I, I like that. I really like the way that Stanley was playing and Nurse showing him confidence, or I guess Adrian Griffin in the last game in terms of, hey, we're going to put the, the game in your hands at the end for you to create a play. That confidence matters. But huge shouts to my Instagram peeps. For sure, as I move over to Twitter, as that stream as well, Raptor Homer says, if Nick Nurse doesn't win Coach of the Year, those awards are a sham. Um, I'll say this. Coach of the Year, cool, I, I get it. I think Nick Nurse should be Coach of the Year. Or You know what? I'm going to be honest. You could make a really good argument for Billy Donovan as well. I'm not just going to automatically just say Nick Nurse and Nick Nurse alone, hands down. Like, I can see the argument for Billy Donovan. I can see it. But do I think Nick Nurse would get the edge? Probably, because I watched more of the Raptors and know just what he had to deal with in terms of the injuries, right? Like, OKC losing Russ, losing PG. They got Shea and Chris Paul, who clearly have proven that... the you know, especially Chris Paul, still pretty good, right? So Billy Donovan's done a great job there for sure, no doubt. People, obviously, when the trades were made with Houston and the trades were made with, um, why am I drawing a blank? The Clippers, pardon me. I bet you the Clippers and Rockets both thought that when they were getting OKC's picks, that those were going to be lottery picks. Guarantee you that's what they were thinking. And instead... Houston is playing OKC in the first round of the playoffs. So that's a big deal. So while I think Nick Nurse should get the edge, I wouldn't be that mad if Billy Donovan won because I would get it and I understand it. And sometimes these things just go to a hierarchy. Is it right? No. But sometimes people need the storyline. And I like the Raptors storyline, but hey, that's just me. I'm here doing a Raptors pod not a thunder pod, right? Here's a question uh, from Twitter. Sheldon, let's be honest. Deep down, you're mad that it's not your favorite team, the Miami Heat in second. <laughs> Listen, the Miami Heat are not my favorite team. I just think the Miami Heat are a very good team. And I think much like the Raptors, they're very well coached. I think much like the Raptors, they have a style of play that is very unique and 
individual to their team. And that's all. I just think they're a solid team. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. I'm happy the Raptors are good. I'm happy the Raptors are in second place. I'm happy the Raptors won a lot more games than I thought they would. You know why? Because I do a podcast after every Toronto Raptors game. And you know when it's a lot more fun to do a Raptors podcast after every game? When they win. (laughs) So don't get it twisted. Me thinking that the Raptors are going to come in 5th, 6th, 7th, or 8th in the East isn't a knock on them. It isn't me hating on them. I do not wish them ill will. I enjoyed last year's championship run. I would love for them to do it again, but I try to come here and give y'all real talk and unbiased opinions on what's going on. And Hey, sometimes it's right. Sometimes it's wrong, but I will always hold myself accountable and give you my receipts in terms of what I said before things happen and not just sit here and rag on other people for what they said after the fact, right? I, I just think that's fair. That's the, t- the way that I try to run things here, and I hope that you guys enjoy that as well. Uh, more comments here. Let me switch to, to Twitter here, or not Twitter, um, YouTube, and get a couple comments in before we wrap up. Uh, <laughs> here's a comment. First comment says, let's go, my God. Today was a lot of fun to watch. Another comment right after says, Stan God. <laughs> then there's Stanley Johnson nicknames here. Stanimal and Paul Watson. Jeez, how deep is the raps? Like, wow, love our team. I don't, I'm not even going to get mad at the diehard Raptor fans for being excited for watching this team do what they did. And shout to the people on YouTube. Another reminder here, as we stream live on YouTube, everybody has a smart TV now right? So you can go to YouTube, hit that button, stream that on your TV, like, and subscribe. Once you subscribe, you know, as soon as we're up, boom, you get a notification. You're watching us on your TV, just like you were watching the game. Technology is a beautiful thing. We can watch us on your phone. You can watch us on your iPad, you can watch us on your TV. And uh, someone last, last time messaged me when I shouted out Chromecast. So yes, Shouts to Chromecast as well, if you got that hooked up to your TV. Just multiple ways for you to enjoy the goodness that is the Wrap It Up podcast. So shouts to Raptor fans and diehards who are all happy to see our bench bench, deep bench, come in and play well. Because that shows the depth. And we spent a lot of years rooting for starters that are supposed to be good. So now it's good to see bench players come in and just fit in to the rest of the group it's great to watch um austin says two seed in the league not just in the east who would have thought we would have been here at the beginning of the season that is a great point by austin i keep mentioning being second in the east but they had the second best record in the entire nba right behind the bucks so if the raptors were to make said finals they would have home court advantage And I know whatever that means, it's a little different this year, but I still think having home court advantage in the NBA Finals two years in a row, that is a big, big, big deal. Got to give them props for sure. A lot of people throwing out stats too as well, 29 and 5 in their last 35 games. It's completely crazy what the Raptors have been able to do here. Uh, Styles says, bubble MVP Stanley Johnson. (laughs) Then says, by the way, 
who the F is Paul Watson? <laughs> Yo, I appreciate all of these comments, guys. You guys are awesome. That's why I, I really love doing this show. Even when I'm just here and there's no one here sitting beside me, it's all good because you guys do the show with me. This is your show, the Raptors fans, the Raptors fan base. We deserve this, right? It's been years and years. It's been seven years of sustained success. And there's no Raptors post-game show that consistently is on after each and every Toronto Raptors game. Seven years of sustained success. There's a lot more that I was about to say, but I'm going to stop myself because of political connects. <laughs> I'll just say that and continue to move on to whatever the next comment is. Um, someone says, nope, I'm not going to talk about Adrian Griffin. That's not a thing I'm about to do on camera. Um... <laughs> now I see people asking about J. Cole getting in. If, if J. Cole can hang in the NBA. Um, yeah, that's about time where we plug out here on this episode of the Wrap It Up podcast. But I hope that this was entertaining in terms of just getting to talk about what we watched today in terms of the bench, what we got to see in the first eight games inside the bubble, and even a little preview in terms of what's going to happen against the Brooklyn Nets. Again, look out for those guys. Karis Levert is a real dude so don't sleep on the brooklyn nets the raps need to make sure they take care of business and sweep them so they can get extra days off for an aging mark gasol an aging kyle lowry and we know surge and og are banged up already so extra days off are going to be key the raptors start their journey on monday and We'll be here. Again, a reminder for our regulars. If you're listening to the normal pod, it'll be there sometime late at night. We will not be live right after the, the Raptors games on for game one or game two. We'll be doing those podcasts Monday night and Wednesday night, respectively. I will update you on my social medias in terms of getting you a specific time. I don't think it'll be live, but whenever the podcast is up, I will definitely let you guys know for sure. Uh, really appreciate you guys tuning in again, whatever, whether you are streaming live as we do now on Instagram and on Facebook and on Twitter and on YouTube, really appreciate you guys taking your comments and questions and just hearing what you have to say as a Raptors fan base, as y'all are hyped up for the playoff, another playoff run, hopefully another deep playoff run. But if you're ever unable to catch the podcast, Make sure that you don't miss anything that's on the On Blast feed. Just remember, the Wrap It Up podcast is part of the On Blast podcast network. So look up On Blast podcast and you will find this, the Wrap It Up podcast, wherever you get your podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Spread the love that is this, the Wrap It Up, po Wrap it up podcast, because you guys as Raptors fans... Y'all as Toronto fans, y'all as Canadian basketball fans, we deserve this platform. We deserve a place to congregate and enjoy this team's title defense. So really appreciate you guys tuning in as I always do. And to close the pod, as always, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show, as always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Boom, blast.